0: Oh yeah, we're back on the block. Here it is. It is time. As uh who seen who says that? Or oh, um one of is it is it one of the one of the, um the it's not Jimmy Lyman? What did he say? It's time! time one round of boxing with Nate Brennan on the block, and it's about to go down. Nate Brennan joining us on the block. What's going on, my guy from Kansas City?
1: Well, first and foremost, I'm pretty sure the guy you are referring to is Bruce Buffer.
0: There uh, he is.
1: It's time. Uh, I I tell you what, I haven't had lunch yet. I've been so busy with NFL draft stuff, and I heard that Mary Ellen's commercial, and I wish I was a little bit closer, because Mary Ellen sounds pretty darn good right now.
0: Yes, sir. I'm a little disappointed right now, because I had a good workout today, Nate. I hit the gym. I could have actually went and hit some Mary Ellen's today and felt good about it because I, I felt like the calories would have been burned off a little bit. Uh, but it's, it's not, it's not, it's not bad calories. It's greens. I mean, you can go. It it good you calories. It's good calories, good calories. And, and it makes you feel good. And especially with the weather and it's dreary outside. And it's one of them ones where you just go and get a patio pounder from uh, Myers Cork and bottle and, Throw some Mary Ellen's down and yes, sir, you good to go for the day. Take a good nap and be ready to watch movies and Netflix or whatever you're going to watch for the evening. But let's get into this. Uh, We want to give you plenty of time because we want to dig into the draft. You were there. You were on site. What are some of the things you saw? What are some of the disappointments probably that came out of there? How did you view it? Day one draft day, 2023.
1: Well, I got to tell you what, guys, I know Lincoln isn't too far from Kansas City. If any of the listeners, any uh, blockheads feel the desire to come over to the NFL draft, it is a once in a lifetime experience, man. I mean, we've been talking about it all week on our broadcast, just saying how truly incredible it is. And, And as someone that hasn't lived in Kansas City for too long, it sounds like it's been in the works in the fixings in the making whatever word you want to use for such a long time man i mean we're putting kansas city on the map over towards union station where they built the stage it's actually the biggest draft stage that they've ever put together for an nfl draft it was so big they had to put extra reinforcements and the bottom of the stage in order to keep it up when all those guys are walking over the stage absolutely awesome i recommend it to anybody that might be headed over this way in kansas city but for the actual draft itself, um, I think it was fairly chalk through the first three picks. That I means I, I don't think anyone expected the Texans to trade up into the top three again, but they did. I think one, two, three went about how everyone expected. Uh, Anthony Richardson is a Colts fan. I I, I don't love it. I, I agree with the analysis that he probably has the highest ceiling out of anyone that's that's in the draft, but I also think that he probably has the lowest floor as well as, is, is having the biggest bus potential. Uh, so we'll see how that works out. Bijan Robinson going to the Falcons. Interesting choice. The Lions taking Jameer Gibbs, not really sure what the Lions are doing, but as they always say, the Lions will always line. And then I'll fast forward all the way down to the bottom and, and let you guys decide what we want to talk about uh, because Kansas uh, or Kansas city getting the homegrown kid out of Kansas state at of Lee summit. I'm going to hope that I say it correctly because I messed it up on air earlier. Felix and a DK Azuma out of Kansas state. Awesome to see guys. And again, if you have the chance to come over for the draft, it is well worth the drive.
2: Nate, as a fellow Colts fan, I'll jump off with this. They're going wide receiver and offensive line day two, right? I think it just
1: depends. I mean, There's a
2: lot of wide receiver talent still out there, and and
1: Jim Ursay appears that he's been uh, getting his thirsty Thursday on because he's tweeting at fans that they should take Will Levis for crying out loud, (laughs) (laughs) future franchise quarterback. Thirsty Thursday got started a little bit early for Jim Ursay. What the hell is that? Um, I I think wide receiver. Yes. Stop laughing, straight. This
2: isn't funny. This isn't funny. (laughs) This is our franchise. (laughs) You're laughing at. You can't laugh.
1: Okay, Paul, okay, I do okay. the... a... right now. He asked the fans that they should take Will Levis in the second round. It's, it's, I don't know what's going on in Indianapolis, what they're smoking. But uh, the only thing that would prevent them from taking a receiver is if Michael Mayer is still on the board. If Michael Mayer is still on the board, I think you have to go tight end. I think that you go with him. And honestly, outside of Will Levis, I think he's probably the best player still on the board. So that's probably where I would go uh linemen obviously still great receivers, still a lot of depth in in this uh NFL draft. I think it's so cool too is every year we see this the guys that drop, right? Mm-hmm. I think the second round can be just as exciting as the first round sometimes. So it'll definitely be interesting to see who they take and how how dominoes fall.
2: I love the idea of mayor. I'm also not sold Levis is actually best available because it really feels like the whole league was in on the joke that he was a top five pick. Like nobody took him. And you would think that if you know like Minnesota Tennessee had him that high on their board he'd be scooped up by now but it really feels like all this well Levis hype was just a cruel joke
1: well what I don't really understand with with Levis is I I think that he's kind of in the same realm as Anthony Richardson with a few more stats like he has the prototypical NFL quarterback body he can scramble he's big he has a huge arm But then he slides, Anthony Richardson goes four with worse stats in college. I don't know. And they played in the same conference. So I I don't know if I necessarily think Will Levis is a top five pick. Is he a first round pick and a first round talent? Yeah, honestly, I think so. But I tell you what, though, whoever created that Reddit post is just a jerk. No other way around it. To make that poor kid go through that, answer questions from the media, oh, we hear you're going to be the number one overall pick. And not even make it in the first round? Come on, man.
2: It's rude, it's disrespectful. Strick, you're done laughing. You got anything?
0: Oh yeah, man. Um <clears throat> so what's your thoughts about this, man? Listen, it was something that um I was kind of surprised to see, but the Big Ten has matched the SEC as far as hmm. first day draft. I, I didn't I didn't hmm. think that would be the case. Um, obviously Virginia Tech is not in there, uh, in any form or fashion, but that's okay. Um, but who was, who, who out of the big 10 do you think it was a surprise? Because I have somebody in mind that I was like blown away when I saw it come out. But when I watched the tape on this, on this young man, uh, I can understand. Let me just say that. Uh,
1: let me go through here too. I've, I've got the draft board pulled up um, down to 18 with the Lions, Jack Campbell. No, that didn't really surprise me too much. Maybe Deontay Banks. I, I didn't really see that happening just mm. because Porter's still available, the cornerback out of Penn State. I would say that one was probably the biggest surprise, but strict. I think what's so crazy is that we see this move from the Big Ten that they're matching the SEC, and on top of that, now you're adding USC and UCLA. I think this is just more confirmation that we're headed to a power two conference system.
0: Well stated. Well stated. Um, what? What? In anything expected to be crazy today? I could understand why Will Levis uh, jumped on a plane and bounced up out of there. Uh, there's no. There's no greater. <laughs> there's no worse feeling. I mean, I've seen it happen multiple times on the NBA side mm-hmm. of things. It, it's. It's not fun. But, but here's my thought process. Uh, either you've got a horrible agent or just something crazy just shifted at the last minute because most of the time you kind of have an idea of maybe, a, if not one, at least two teams that are, you know, sniffing around and, and smelling, the, you know, the, the, the salts of what's uh, on your body, you know, like. You know what I'm saying, like the smell of salts, like you know, getting a getting a wake up call. You at least got a wake up call when it comes to being drafted. You at least know some form of or, or fashion that you're in the mix of things.
1: Well, Strick, I, I want to follow up this. I'll go ahead and answer your question. Then I have a question that I'm going to come back and throw back at you. Um, I think that unfortunately for Will Levis, you look at these teams that are drafting at the top of the second round, and they've said that uh, what's going to happen next is that more than likely, I don't even know if I want to say more than likely, I am saying there is a chance that the Steelers are going to move out of that next spot. And that is that, that 30 second overall pick. But then when you go down the line, guys, if no one trades up, this could start to really spiral for Will Levis. You go Steelers, Cardinals, Lions, Colts, who just took their quarterback, Rams, Seahawks, maybe the Raiders, but then you have the Panthers, who just took their quarterback. And then the Saints, you would assume at 40, that's probably where he would fall. This could spiral even further. So, I. I don't really know where that leaves Will Levis. I think ultimately a team probably will trade up to the 32nd overall pick. Because, again, he has a first-round grade, and I think he's a first-round talent. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Strick, I want to ask you this, your perspective. As someone that went into the league undrafted, and now, don't get me wrong, Will Levis isn't going to go undrafted, but he's going to fall further than anyone projected. I mean, he was brought into the green room. He was expected to be a top, 50, top 20 pick. As someone that went undrafted, did you go into the league with a chip on your shoulder?
0: So much so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was just so many people that said uh, I shouldn't have been there. You know, absolutely. It, there was a major chip on my shoulder, and I was trying to give everybody the business for it. Yeah. Facts. Yeah? Do
2: you ever get rid of that chip?
0: Um... I think so. I think there comes a time, you know, there's, there's respect. I, I think you get rid of the chip. Once those at the top tier of their games start to respect you. Um, When you're sitting down with Allen Iverson and you're having conversations and, and you're talking these things out and you come to the realization that, you know, you know, he respects you, you know what I mean? Um, you having talks with Baron Davis and like, I'm a, I'm at the middle of the court, you know, you're stretching and, you know, at times, you you know, I take captain duties or whatever. And, you know, Baron Davis, just super athlete, physical. Baron's like strict. Come on, man. Like tonight, man, just, just chill out. Cause it, you know, one of the things about me is that, yeah, you know, defensively now I'm all, I'm not, all, I'm not only going to hound you. I'm going to be physical on you, but I'm also going to push that thing down your throat. So like, <laughs> I'm coming. Like, straight off the rebounds, I'm on the way. You, so you're going to have to run. You're not going to just be, you know, you it's not going to be like you're playing the general, the little general. Like, you're playing the little general, you're going you're gonna to have a night off other than going through pick and roll. You're, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to worry about him working you over like that. So, yeah. Nate, you're, you're down
2: there in Kansas city at the draft. Is it crazy because there's just a lot of people or did you, did you happen to see anything kind of wild? You didn't expect from a, a certain fan base at the, the, at the draft last night.
1: Honestly, the craziest thing that I saw, because guys, I was there yesterday morning. I got there, I think around four in the morning and by six thirty, people were lining up at the gate, ready to go. Like This is, this is an event, and I, and I know that they always show the, the drone footage and the helicopter footage of everyone packing to the draft area and packing the lawn. You can't even see green grass because people are next to each other. No, this is people camping out. This is people waiting all day to get into this draft arena, for lack of better words, to see it. And and I think what was so crazy, too, to see, and I mentioned this on the broadcast yesterday, is that when people flooded in, It wasn't just Chiefs fans, because you you, you would assume that, right? I mean, you're in Kansas City, you're in the Midwest. So many people like to consider it a quote-unquote flyover state. It's tougher to get to. You have to fly. We had fans from all over. There were fans from Los Angeles to Miami. I mean, you could see every fan (laughs) and their mother there. I mean, it it was awesome to see guys, and again, as someone that, is new to Kansas city and met so many people. There's just so much pride in this. And I know Austin, you probably feel a sense of that too, being a Royals fan that, I mean, if you talked about this 20 years ago, from what I understand, Kansas city would have never imagined having the NFL draft. Now, on top of that, in the past decade, you have won a world series and two super bowl titles. It's awesome to see for Kansas city. Hell, it's awesome to see for the Midwest guys, giving them a shout out Uh, Mm. again, great vibes. If you get the chance, definitely head over this way.
0: Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, Anything um that that you, you had a chance to, like, was there any crazy parties or anything like that? You know, guys <laughs> stepping out, now they're knowing they're about well, to the touch some of that cash.
1: Part, unfortunately, I wasn't <laughs> able to check that out last night. I know that a uh, fallout boy came. And listen to this trash. The Jonas Brothers showed up, and they didn't even perform. So I don't know oh, what wow. the hell that was. Uh, that kind of ruined okay. the party a little bit because everyone loves them some Jonas Brothers, but hopefully it'll be a little bit better today, guys. I'll definitely check out the parties tonight. Check them out on Saturday and get back to you on that because, uh, strict. there definitely have been and will continue to be plenty of parties in Kansas City.
0: Uh, for sure. We know that there's pretty uh, plenty of talent down there right now uh, for the NFL draft. Uh, days still to go. Um, today is definitely a day that's going to have some activity involved in it. But – it's going to be a great weekend. Hopefully, the weather will hold up as well down there. Uh, thanks once again, Nate Brennan, for joining us on the block, man, sharing just uh, some some great thoughts on what's going on down there in Kansas City for the NFL draft.
1: Well, guys, it was
0: great seeing you last week, too. Yes, Go sir. Big Red. Unfortunately,
1: it looks like Casey Thompson did officially leave. So that's going to be tough pill to swallow. Jeff Sims, Simon, Lincoln, I'm assuming you guys have talked plenty about that. But I'll be back there for uh, the opening game, and I'll talk to you guys soon.
0: Sounds good. There he is. Nate Brennan uh, joining us on the block, giving us great insight and wisdom on what's going on down there in Kansas city for the NFL draft, but we got to take a break because we've got a crossover and finish off the weekend here on the block with the old school crew, which we'll be right back on the other side of the break.